You're listening to Oisms, a weekly podcast in conversation with Lancaster, where you can meet the people you don't know, want to know, or know already. In this episode, we'll be talking about the origins of some of Lancaster's most treasured traditions and the power of running. This is Coach O. His full name is actually Terry Ortman. Uh, almost all of his life, he has been running or in some sort of running program. He may be in his 70s, but he could still outrun anyone. He's reaching his 50th year of coaching, which he says is the year he will retire because it's a good round number, but I don't think he'll ever be able to stop running. Well, I'm not a Lancaster person. Okay. All right. My wife is from town. She grew up here and went to Lancaster High School. And um, after we married in uh, 1969, we moved here and I started teaching here in 1970. But my childhood was from St. Mary's, Ohio, which is in western Ohio. And there's a lake out there called Grand Lake St. Mary's. And that lake at one time was the largest man-made lake in the United States. It was built as a reservoir for the Miami Erie Canal, which went from Cincinnati to Toledo. And I grew up about a half a mile from that lake. So a little bit out in the country, about two miles out in the country from a small town. Uh, I think there's probably about uh, 18,000 people in the town or something like that. And it's interesting, just this past weekend I went back for my 50th high school reunion. Um, I didn't do any athletics because I lived out in the country by myself and never really got involved with athletics, but I did a lot of running. And when I was a sophomore in high school I had a good friend who was a good athlete and he had been in a lot of athletics. So he talked me into coming out for track. And um, so I went to the meeting and signed up for the track program when I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, we had no track. There was no track at our school. It was just a football field and a baseball diamond is all they had. So the coach was the football coach. and. For the first two or three weeks, something like that, all he did was give us football drills, just mm -hmm. kind of like our football team does now, you know, yeah. rolling on the grass and called monkey walks and bear walks and just things like that. But not much running, just a little bit, not much. But I really got sore because I wasn't used to all that activity, you know, particularly away from running kinds of activities. So in about two or three weeks, and I don't remember the time frame, he said, well, we're going to have a time trial. And I thought, great, I get to show them how fast I can run. But the time trial that we ran was in a field, and it was a triangular-shaped field. There was a tree at the one point and a couple items of football paraphernalia at the other corners. And so we had to run five and a half laps around this field for a mile, and I had no idea what a mile was. So we're... Everybody in the, on the team has to do this. And I'm running, and we're about halfway through or three-quarters of the way through, and I am gasping for air. There's no way that I'm ever, ever going to run this again. Because I knew I was pretty fast, but I didn't know that I could run distance. Well, I had never trained for it or anything. So halfway through, I'm saying, I'm never going to do this again. And I'm in second place. Okay, And so we get to the end of it, and, and I'm gasping for air and there's a boy ahead of me just a little bit ahead of me he finishes he's a senior and I'm a sophomore and he finishes first and I finish second and as soon as I crossed what the finish line was I, I said to myself thank goodness I'll never have to do this again 
and almost immediately the coach, who was the football coach and the track coach, came up, patted me on the back and said, Congratulations, Ortman, you're our new miler. And I almost fainted because I didn't want to do that. But not ever having been in athletics or anything, and he was the coach, mm -hmm. so that's how I became a miler. Okay. That was it. And that was 52 years ago. Well, more than that, what am I thinking about? Oh yeah, 52 years ago, because it was a 50th union. I was there for two years in, in track, three years, 53 years ago, 53 years ago was the first time I ran that. And um, then as a senior, I set the school record in a mile, and it is still on the board at my high school. I have the record after 50 years. It's a 50-year-old record right now. So I'm pretty proud of that. You changed the way I thought about running uh, and what it means to be a team. Uh, my junior year, you took over as head coach, and your philosophy was that we weren't just a track team, but also a track and field team. And I think that was a key moment for all of us, where we began to think of each other as equals, and that no particular skill was superior. But there was another key shift in that someone was taking care of us beyond giving us coaching on how to better jump, run, or throw. Uh, on Fridays, there were snacks, and I, I think we all started to love each other more in a different way. But why did you step up to the plate and completely change the system? It was time for change mm -hmm. our track program, and I've always loved track and field. Um, I've coached both the boys and the girls. I like both, but I really have a strong feeling towards the girls program because I remember when they started in um, 1978 or 79, the girls had to dress in the yeah. bathroom and um, they didn't really get good coaching for many years. And then um, there were some really talented ladies and young ladies and they wanted to, to be good in athletics and they, they weren't getting the opportunities. So just through the experience I've had over the years, what I would have enjoyed having if I was in, on the team. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I really do care about the kids. So, you know, when I, it's easy when, when you have a, a feeling for the kids like that. It's it's easy to uh, to show them that and and hopefully they'll pick up on the idea that they like the, the sport too. I guess that's it. So beyond coaching, Coach O is known and loved for for his speeches he would give every Friday before practice. Everyone knew them as Oisms. One of his most famous speeches is the hat speech he gave every year before the Fulton Relays. One tradition of the Relays is that a new hat is made every year and then given out. O's hat speech uh, talks about track traditions while he stacks Fulton Relay hats on top of his head until they all fall off. Here's a clip from 2015 and the last hat speech I ever heard. Every good sports team is built on tradition. This sports team is a good team and we're built on a lot of different traditions. We got traditions like out there on the scoreboard, or not the scoreboard, but the uh, um, records board underneath the stadium, okay? We got traditions right back here on the wall, all these pictures. We have a tradition of being a team that is all-encompassing. <coughs> Distance runners, field events, uh, um, the sprinters, the hurdlers, they're all equal on our team. Some teams don't have that, particularly college teams, but a lot of high school teams don't have it either. 
We balance our team, and that's why we are successful. We have a lot of traditions. Some of our traditions are that we have a lot of home meets, sponsored big meets here. A lot of schools don't sponsor meets at all. We sponsor big meets. Now, traditions also have traditions. And the tradition of the full relays is to have a hat. Okay? So from 1964 to this date, every year is a new hat. Okay? And uh, this was a hat that started it right there. <laughs> but uh, so we have hats from, from way back when. Now, you, yeah, I'm gonna start with that first okay. And so uh, these are these are some of the Okay, these are some, I, I don't have them all, uh, 48 years, this is 48 years for the Bull Relays, 48 years, one of the oldest track meets in, in Ohio, okay, it's still running, this is a really old rose hat, 1969, that's as old as it goes, but that's what they look like in 69, okay. The 15 minutes before practice was a holy sanctity, and this is what we waited for every week, though what I didn't know and what my peers didn't know either was where the tradition came from. to it. There's a lot of memories, strong feelings. Uh, I had a man in my life who, who I really, really looked up to, and it's uh, Coach Hedwin's dad. And he was the head coach for the girls. He took over the girls program uh, in 1991, and, and we've just always been really close because we had the same um, feelings for kids and the same feelings for teaching and, and what we've done in our lives. And um, he coached, and he's ten times the coach I'll ever be. He was terrific. And he was the kind of person that, that I emulated and wanted to, wanted to be like. And so he passed away, unfortunately, and had a heart attack um, during um, uh, league meet one year, okay, and wasn't able to complete the season. And so I, I made it my goal that I would do something like an analyzm. And it just kind of happened. It didn't really start out like that, but it came about from the standpoint. So every time I do one, I do it in his memory. That's what it is.